Salutations! And welcome to the 47th episode of the In The House podcast. The official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. Yeah. I am your host, Evan Floyd. I am uh, I'm, I'm sedate to be here tonight. Beardless. I am. I'm beardless to be here You're tonight. Beardless, I, Evan Floyd. It's, it's a, weird. It takes off literally half of your head. Yeah. No, my head is much smaller right now than normal. I'm not going to lie, man. It is uncomfortable. Well, I would, there was an article in uh, the Courier Journal uh, that uh, that featured me, surprisingly. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, in it, I was referred to as that bearded supporter. Yeah. And there was a picture of me fully bearded, screaming my face off. And uh, I decided I needed to go incognito. It was a little too much fame. And so I, uh, I had to go under the radar and no beard. That's not why. Uh, we'll get to it. But yes, I am beardless tonight. I am sedate to be here tonight, coming off of a rough start to the season. It's okay. We'll, uh, we'll break all of that down. But uh, first, let me disclaim and say that I am uh, an, I'm an employee of Louisville City Football Club. My opinions do not necessarily represent the opinions of Louisville City Football Club. And anything I say tonight is a uh, representation of my fanhood and not my employment. So, yeah, it's it's opinion based, and I may or may not say things that uh, you know people at uh, the front office would disagree with or disapprove of. Not the opinion of Louisville City Football Club. Yeah. Your opinion, my opinion. Yeah, Evan Floyd's. I mean, yeah, that's good. You're getting better at it. I appreciate that. My opinions um, are, you know, only worth what they're worth, and so in order to boost the value of those opinions, I'm going to need somebody else's opinions. Oh, wow. And I can only think of one person whose opinions I need, and that would be my partner, who tonight is coming to you live from a showbiz pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. From a showbiz pizza in Helsinki, Finland... Andy Frederick, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Andy, how is the showbiz pizza in Helsinki? I'm going to tell you this. Helsinki uh, is beautiful. Well, I've heard gorgeous. Like, beautiful. Helsinki yeah. is beautiful. Um, I don't know why there's a showbiz pizza here, but yeah. it's one of those, you know, you land in a new city, and it's like... You want something familiar and you comfortable. You see something familiar, and then you're <laughs> like, showbiz pizza. I've heard that the showbiz okay. pizza in Helsinki, Finland, only serves pickled herring. It's weird. Like they have a strange idea of what pizza is. It's, it's just pickled <laughs> herring. It's not even pickled herring like on dough with tomato no, sauce. No, it's and flattened pickled herring. Yeah. Like they flatten it out. Right. It's like it's like if you took pickled herring and made a crepe out of it. That's okay. their idea. Oof. That does not sound pleasant. to But me. I'm eating it because I don't want to be a jerk. No, you know? who would do that? And you do have an animatronic mouse dancing for you. Yeah. I like weird fishes. Sure. All right. That's enough of that. Yeah. Let's start talking about some Louisville City Football Club. Let's start talking about some soccer. Yeah. Uh, One of the nice things about being back into the season is that you can fall back into a routine. Yeah. You can start to feel comfortable with uh, your your week. I now have my week anchored by a soccer game again, which is nice. Knowing 90% of the weekends for the foreseeable future... There will be Lou City soccer for me to ingest in some fashion. Yeah. 
Uh, I like routines. I, yeah. I, I find them comforting, like you find showbiz pizza comforting. <laughs> and uh, in that vein, I find comfort in the routine of our show. We have been yeah. uh, we've been flying like just off the chain for quite some time now. Where it was it was a strange off season as yep. far as the show goes. It was weird doing it every other week was mm-hmm. weird. Um, Not having the uh, the foundation. Yeah, like even the show itself changed. Sure, we got but some weird stuff in there. We're back to the season now, though, and that means everyone's favorite thing is back. Let's flip a coin tonight, man. Yeah! This time, because we will, and for those of you who have uh, joined us recently and haven't experienced uh, the magic of the coin toss, every soccer game begins with a coin toss to see uh, who's going to lead off, who's going to start the game on the kickoff. And uh, by that vein, the In the House podcast, we flip a coin to to determine are we going to do a game review or a game preview and uh, that is determined by someone tossing a coin. We are going guestless tonight. I-, I thought that it was only fair after the caliber of guest we've been bringing in lately <laughs> that maybe we take a week to have it just be you and me, just so people don't get spoiled. No, like a reset. Right. Right. Like- I don't want people thinking that every week we're going to be having some star-studded no. affair. And so we're not. Tonight it's just Andy and I, and that means one of us has got to toss a coin. And I think that it's high time Andy got back into his coin-tossing form. So let's see. If it'll be a head, we will begin with a game preview. Mm -hmm. If it is a tails, we will begin with a game review. All right, let's see what happens. Let's do this. Is this a Delaware or a Pennsylvania? It's a Delaware. It's a Delaware. Delaware, everybody. It is a Tales, which means we will begin with a game review. And here's the here's the thing about a game review. It was the first game, you know? Of the regular season, it was the first game. It yes. was the first game. And, uh, all right, let's get the nasty parts of it out of the way. Uh, to be fair, all of it's nasty parts. But let's get the truly nasty part out of the way. It was a, a 4-1 loss on the road at North Carolina. 4-1 loss. Uh, the crowd was not huge, but looked, you know, invested in the yeah. game yeah. from the from afar. Uh, we had completely dominant possession. In terms of the actual play on the field, if you took the scoring out, it was a yeah. It was we a, were, that was our game. It was you. a dominant showing. Yeah, uh, over, which kind of makes it even more frustrating. <laughs> Over 68% possession, which means we really just owned the ball. Yeah. And uh, from 18-yard box to 18-yard box, we pretty much got wherever we wanted to get on the field and uh, got there efficiently. Uh, It wasn't a magnificent game played in the midfield midfield. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Speedy and Paolo and to some extent Nile didn't have particularly great games going up the middle of the field. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we we crushed on the edges where I felt that uh, Ownby in particular played really well. I thought uh, that Oscar, while not his prototypical Oscar self. There was a, there we, we were lacking in some pinpoint accuracy. Uh, but I thought that he got up and down the field efficiently yeah, and he moved the ball well. 
uh, tried to do some interesting things with uh, with Ownby and with George when they flip flopped. Uh, mostly, though, the story of this game is not counterattacks. The story of this game is not bunkering defense. The story of this game is not the things that jumped out at you if you watched a highlight package. The story of this game to me is that Louisville City didn't put anything on no. target and that everything North Carolina shot was on target. Yeah. That's a that's a tough reality. Uh, I think it, I think the end was 24 shots for Lou City. Yeah. Two of them on target and the first one was really a uh, a pass from George Davis that got away from him. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it counts as a shot, but, I mean, realistically, he was trying to move the ball across yeah, the pitch I mean, and just didn't get a hold of it. He didn't have the back of the net in mind when he touched that ball. No, which might be part of the issue that we ran into, that that was a pretty good look he had, and yeah. if he had thought, I'm going to rip one here, you might you might have had something. Yeah, at the very minimum, it could have forced Tambakas to make a save, and Tambakas didn't really have to make a save all night. Uh, we got our one goal in the 90th minute plus into into stoppage yeah, time. Yeah, in the four minutes of stoppage time, I think it came at like 92. Yeah, and uh, Sonny John A. Sonny, and uh, actually, I'm sorry, I've been mispronouncing his name. I got this from Howie Lindsay just yesterday. Yeah. That almost everybody who's ever referred to this man has been misspelling or mispronouncing his name. Howie asked him specifically, and Sonny said that he pronounces his last name Johnny. Johnny. Huh. Yeah. So, Sonny Johnny with well, the goal. And that's how I will pronounce it going forward. Sonny Johnny. Yes. Uh, got the goal going forward. Uh, it was a nice it was a nice touch. I mean, and it was it was a good good finish. I'm happy that he got a goal, got yeah. off the schneid. But I mean at that point the game was over, over, and it didn't even really feel much like consolation. It was just sort of like, oh well, interesting. Yeah. Uh the first 20 minutes of the game, completely dominated by Lou City, 100%. And honestly, some of our best attacking soccer of the yeah. night. Uh, finally, North Carolina got off the schneid in the 34th on a very clear counterattack. We had dominated possession. Mm-hmm. i got to think of a new word for dominating possession because uh, we're going to say it over and over again. We I mean, controlled possession. Because yeah. we did. I mean, that, like, 68% and above possession, like, yeah, that's domination. Yeah. Uh, had the ball the whole game. Yeah. But really, no real answers when we got into the final third. When we got into the final 18, there were a lot of crosses that were misfired. And then uh, the George Davis pass to the goalie, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, if he does rip it, great. Uh, but it, it was significant because we were trying to pass the ball again, even though he's sitting at the edge of the six-yard box. Uh, sometimes I get angry as a soccer fan when you hear people yelling, "Just shoot, shoot!" Yeah. As soon as people get past the thirty-yard mark, people start game, screaming, yeah. "Shoot, shoot, shoot!" Usually that's dumb. Usually that's dumb. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting that we needed to be launching balls from you know, 28 yards over and over again. But at some point, you want to see the keeper challenged. And at some point, you want uh, to sort of get a feel that you're going after the net. Yeah. It felt like we wanted to find that perfect combination that resulted in a tap-in goal. Yeah. And when that happens, it's magical. 
Yeah. But it wasn't happening, and we never really put Tambakis through his paces. No. Well, and the other thing I think that happens is if you can get a goalie to feel pressure, if you can really stress a goalie out, what that leads to is more corners. Yeah. And more corners leads to more opportunities. Yeah. That's a good point. So, but we never really got that. Timbakis never looked uncomfortable. No. And the defense as a whole didn't look, feel like they needed to go out and pressure no. inside of 25 yards. So, for I counted on at least three separate occasions where they had 10 men in the box. 10 men in the box is a lot of box. That's a lot. And it's hard to break down, especially if you're trying to truly break it down. Yeah. I, I'm not anywhere close to prepare to make any kind of assessments or judgments about this team. I'm just not. What I am prepared to say is that it felt similar to the UK game, where yeah. uh, we took a draw even though we dominated the game. Mm-hmm. It felt similar to the Toronto game from last year, where we lost despite dominating the game and lost 4-1, same yeah. kind of scoreline. Uh, and it felt similar to the U of L game where for huge stretches of that game we couldn't break through and it felt like man we're going to be in a dogfight here even though we're dominating this game right i don't want us to at the end of this year look back and go we were a really good team that you know wasn't scoring goals right and like i say i'm not prepared to make judgments or try to make assessments really cuz it's one game it was on the road it was against an opponent that we couldn't have possibly seen cuz they hadn't really played no there were no tapes of them there's no like brand new coach brand new roster right like yeah. there wasn't much uh, but i will say that i personally in this game missed some of the freewheeling of Cameron Lancaster that i felt like Sometimes in games last year, Cam would loosen up a defense that was bunkered in yeah. just by launching ridiculous shots. And if he shot 80 of them over the course of the yeah. year, like three of them went in and they were all world magnificent. Well, I mean, it keeps, but keeps the opponent on their toes. It's like, yeah, this guy can... He'll just shoot whenever. Right. Like, what is he doing? This is it, it, you could have a thunder bastard, which is yeah. a great term. That is a great term. Is that not like a? That's a legit that, soccer that term. A yeah. yeah, that's a, a thunder bastard is a huge. God, I was excited about forked lightning. Yeah, thunder no. bastard. Yeah, and that's that's a thing that exists. Yeah, What's a, a thunder bastard? It's a huge goal. It's a goal out of nowhere. It's a wonder strike. How has this just now come I'm up? I'm sorry. I don't know how I didn't think to talk to you about Thunder Bastards before now, man. I'm sorry about that. Of all people who would appreciate the term Thunder Bastards. Like, what? Yeah, I'm sorry about it. I, I, I honestly, earnestly regret And now I'm thinking of everybody that we talked to. Lance, yeah. buddy, how did you not talk yeah. to me about Thunder Bastard? Yeah, well, as Lance doesn't know that. I mean, you know, come on. To be fair, you only really talk to like three people who have been lifelong soccer fans. Yeah. You, know, you haven't had a but, ton of exposure. But yes, you will for now on forever know what a Thunder Bastard is. And that's got to be exciting for you. Yeah. And uh, Cameron was uh, well suited to the Thunder Bastard. And so, while, like I say, if he shot it 80 times, he maybe made it three times all year. It wasn't so much the concern about it going in. It was that there was fear in your opponent's heart that you yeah. could score at any time from anywhere. And you have to instill that in people. Yeah. And I don't think that we really launched anything. Like, I'm thinking back on it, and I'm not specifically remembering no. any, you know, I'm 27 yards out, I'm having a rip. I think Oscar may have let one go that went 
20 yards over the bar. I mean, I feel like that was a thing that may have happened. But ultimately, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, we weren't challenging the defense. We were trying to solve the defense. Yeah. Yeah, and that can that's work. a perfect way to put it. That's a perfect way to put it. And that can work. And we can we may very well end up winning a lot of games doing that because we'll solve a lot of defenses. We've got the talent. We've got the skill sets. We can do that. But in this game, especially once you fell down 2-1. Yeah. And really, 2-1 doesn't even count. It was 3-1 before you could blink when it was 2-1. So we're down 3-1 with like 25 minutes to go. Yeah. 30 minutes to go. At that minute... You need to start just uh, making them feel you. Yeah. And stop worrying about having that perfect, hey, we're going to ticky-tack this in. Yeah. No. How about Thunder Bastards? Just start shooting. Launching. Launching. And if you think you, for a second, if you see a clearing, yeah. do it. And But again, we're... We don't even know what we are yet this year. No, we don't. Uh, you know, one of the things that I was talking about with somebody at uh, my work today, actually. Um, and he kept bringing up Cameron. Yeah. And I was like, the thing that we need to remember, we're not going to get another Cameron. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't have that <laughs> The guy who's going to take the Thunder Bastard. I wish I had had that. Yeah. I wish I would had that term in my pocket today. For that conversation. For that conversation, yeah. We're just not going to get it. We've got... Super talented strikers. I mean, Luke. I mean, Nile. Like everybody can like. We're not going to have a Cameron. Yeah. Right. But most teams don't. He's but, the fucking record. I'm sorry. He's the fucking record holder. He, yeah, and and that's the thing is that I think going into the season, if you're a fan, if you're a diehard fan, if you a fan from day one, get it out of your mind. Get it out of your mind because. Yeah. What we're, I think what we're going to start seeing, and Coach Hack has alluded to this, you know, his style of what we can expect is going to be a little bit more, from what I've gathered, it's going to be a little bit more risky. Okay. Okay. That's the way that I've digested it. Like, from our interview last, from our, our last interview with him, like, yeah. I get the feeling it's going to be a little, you're going to risk a little bit more. Sure. But what's going to pull it together is having... Not is not hoping for one Cameron Lancaster. It's getting three different strikers working as one. Okay. See, and I like that idea. And uh, he was reticent to hear the term uh, scoring by committee. And so I don't really think that even that's a fair way to say it. I think that it, what is fair to say is that we have maybe six, maybe seven players on this roster that could feasibly score 12 goals this year. Yeah. I mean, we're not gonna, because that's a crap load of goals. I'm yeah. just saying that that those guys exist that could have that. Right. And last year we had that, basically, but you can't when you've got one guy who's going to score 25. Right. And so I hope that we see multiple double-digit scorers this year. How about that? And yeah. I think that it's completely possible that we'll see that. Uh, I, I don't have concerns tactically. I don't have concerns formationally. No. I don't. Have, I don't have real concerns lineup wise. The first goal Tim let in was probably a little soft. You'd like to see him make a great save there, but you know you can live with the goals that he gave up. Two of them he was left completely out yeah. on an island by himself, and that yeah. was uh, honestly I thought. And this hurts to say. I'm going to go ahead and be critical of two players right now. 
I thought that uh, the center backs really maybe had the worst game they've had as a pairing. And there are a lot of reasons why that could be. But Paco and Alexi, they gave up some runs that yeah. you normally wouldn't expect them to give up. They allowed a couple of crosses you maybe normally wouldn't expect them to allow. And by mid-season, end of season, you figure that they've got all of the communication exactly back to where it was and the fitness completely back to where it was. And uh, maybe some of that goes away. Yeah. To that game, I didn't think either of them played great. And that's that sucks because I like both of those guys yeah. as players. Forget, you know, interviews because they were delightful interviews. But, I mean, as players, I like both of those guys. Yeah. I think they're going to be the dominant center back pairing in the league. They were not on that first game. No, but I think that this is, I think we are seeing, and, you know, I'm glad it's happening now. Mm. This is the growing pain, so to speak, Yeah. of the Hapworth era. Yeah. This is it. You know what I mean? Like, and I would rather it happen way early in the season. I don't want to get halfway through the season and still be dealing with people adjusting to a new style. You sure. mean like I want to get this stuff out of the way now. Okay. I think in general that that is, this is one thing that we you have to get used to about soccer as a as a fan of the game is the idea that yes, how you play will be different based on your coaches. But more than anything, it's personnel. And so we have basically the same personnel we did last year. I am hopeful that this was an anomaly-type game and that this is the particular type of game that we are not set up well for. And it's just the truth. I think that facing a bunkering team against this roster is maybe going to be very dangerous for us if they're good counterattackers. And I think that we'll see this a couple of times this year. Maybe several times this year where we think, oh man, we're killing this team, we're clearly better. But you have to have a plan B. Yeah. I heard or read or saw, and so to all the people who write, comment, and speak about Louisville City FC, I apologize to whoever it is that I'm not crediting here, because I don't remember. I ingested basically everything there was to ingest. Someone referred to what we did as very similar in this game, as very similar to what uh, Cincinnati was doing against us in the first game last year. And I thought that that was pretty accurate, that we got two goals. They were both good goals, not even against the run of play. They were just not with the run of play. Right. And, uh, and then Cincinnati just kept crossing the ball in and kept having it cleared out and just weren't – there was no second idea. Yeah, and that reminded me in this game where it didn't look like we had an idea for how to break that defense yeah. down, and that's rough. Uh, I'm I am marginally concerned that we will f- lose four or five more games this year, where we looked like the dominant team and come away just because bad bounce, really right. good shot, a really tough break, or a really well executed fast break attack that we're going to lose a couple of games that maybe we should win. Because this is the bottom line. When it comes to talent, skill, and tactical game planning, we are, head and shoulders, the best team in this league. Yeah. In my opinion, we are, head and shoulders, the best team in this league. But that means that the coaches, the other coaches in this league all know that. They've watched us win two in a row. They watched us bring the core back of, from that team. Yeah. They know. 
Louisville City is going to be brutal. And they all know we're going to sit back and let them come at us because we've seen other teams have success. So you're going to have – it's going to be the rare game where a team wants to run with us, where a team wants to go toe-to-toe, punch-for-punch with us. Now, when we got into the playoffs last year, those are the good teams. And they all think we're as good as them. Yeah. And they'll go toe-to-toe with you. And you end up with a 5-1 demolition of New York Red Bulls yeah. where they tried to punch with us and couldn't. Or a game like we have seen against Charleston in the last couple of playoffs where they think, hey, we're coming out we're coming after you. Well, you can't. I'm sorry, yeah. you don't have the horses to come after us like that. A lot of these teams, though, especially the expansion side teams, especially the teams from last year that finished bottom third, and then even teams like, you know, a Bob Lilly who orchestrates that way uh, in Pittsburgh, yeah. uh, that are going to sit back and make us try to break them down, hope they can catch us on a break, but be thrilled if it ends in a 0-0 or 1-1 draw. We're going to face that all year. And so we need to there needs to be a plan b and i'm confident yeah. that hack and danny cruz absolutely. and the players will have one absolutely it didn't look like we really had a uh, oh this is what we'll do next with that being said i did think that the reserves when they came on added something i thought that uh, lucky and sunny in particular both looked threatening and interesting mm-hmm. in attack and stretched the defense in ways that we didn't stretch it earlier in the game yeah and i mean no way saying that sunny or lucky belongs in the starting lineup. I'm not saying that they're better than the guys who we'd started or, or that they are better suited to that game. I'm just saying that when they came on, it started to feel like things were stretching out a little bit, which felt nice. I think that we'll generally this year see Lucky, Sonny, Magnus, and then whoever's not playing fullback. Mm-hmm. So a Frano, a Tosh, yeah. uh, uh, Pat McMahon, any of those guys who aren't starting come in as a defensive replacement. Yeah. And uh, I think that's going to be most of our substitutions this year. Yeah. I mean, perhaps we end up seeing a lot of Jose Carranza, who's been exciting in the past. Yeah. Perhaps we end up seeing a lot of Abdu Jam, who I have unabashedly stated my affection for. Yeah. Uh, perhaps we're going to yeah, see those guys. Awesome. But I, I have a strong hunch that Lucky is sub 1A. Yeah. And that... Uh, it's clear that in the last several games, Sonny's been scoring, so he's one of the guys to get in there and get some yeah. touches. I am calmly, quietly optimistic that Magnus this year, given a lot of run of play, mm-hmm. can fill the Ilya Illich role from last year. I think so. And have double-digit goals, double-digit assists. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see how the, the evolution of this team is. I am too, uh, and I agree about Magnus. And I was thinking about this after the game. Um, I early prediction. Okay. I think we are going to see Dobro skyrocket. Okay. I really do. I hope you're right. I think we're going to get like we talked a lot about uh, watching the evolution of Alexi. Yeah. I think we're going to get a similar situation from Tim. I get that. I get that. I hope that you're right. Uh, been in our system for three years. Uh, everything I'm hearing, and this is not front office banner, this is everything I'm hearing from the fan base, from right. the coaches when we've talked to them, just you and me talking to them, uh, is that Ben Lunt 
is yeah. really good. I don't. I, I, nobody's saying hey he might start. Nobody's saying hey he's gonna. But I mean, in all the interviews, even that Hack's given, not just to us but to anybody, the word is that Ben Lunt is really good, and that that'll be that'll be a battle all year for Tim. Will yeah. need to stay in top form to keep his job. Is the way it feels to me. Huh. And so uh, I don't personally expect much of a lineup change this week. Uh, obviously, injuries come first. Right. Uh, secondarily uh, comes form, and one game it's hard to read much into form yeah. from one game. But if Hack or Cruz, Budnick, Delalo, Sanchez, if those guys, any of them, saw something that they thought, whoa, 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 maybe we got to slow our roll on this, I won't be shocked if you see not necessarily in this game, but soon if you see Magnus getting some play in with. Uh, Speedy and Nile coming in or out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paolo's going to play. I mean, you know, healthy Paolo is, is a play. Right. But uh, the midfield, the center mids, I won't be surprised if you see Magnus get worked in with uh, Nile and... Uh, and <clears throat> oh, my goodness. How did my brain just completely blank? I have no idea. I mean, that was stunning. Day, but... It's uh, the beard. It may be. And speedy. And uh, I, I won't be shocked if we see some rotation there. Uh, I won't be shocked if we see rotation amongst the uh, amongst right back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tosh had a couple of rough games in preseason. Mm-hmm. Was not at his finest in this game. Uh, he's playing way up the pitch. And that's fine. Yeah. And especially in a game like this where you've got a ton of possession, that's fine. It doesn't seem like he's got a great partnership with uh, George yet. And uh, it also doesn't necessarily feel like uh, he fully understands that Oscar is maybe the more threatening offensive player. Yeah. And in that case, you're stranding Alexi and Paco. Yeah. Now, if you're going to strand two center backs, strand those guys because they're freaking phenomenal. Yeah. But... In this game, it felt like we were playing two-on-four fast breaks quite a bit. And that means that either Oscar or Tosh has got to sit back a little further. And I'm sorry, I love the Hulk. Love. I'm not positive that it shouldn't be Tosh playing farther back. He's center back anyway. Yeah. And Oscar is maybe more of a midfield attacking midfielder anyway. You maybe think, hey, I get it, but let's keep it a three-man back line when Oscar is halfway up the field. Eh, so, there are Ross. There, I, I won't be surprised if we see one or two changes to the lineup for tomorrow or for Friday night's game. I also won't be surprised if they run out exactly the same lineup they've been running out. Yeah. Uh, I expect Luke and Brian and George to be the front three for the foreseeable future, uh, starting when healthy, and we'll see. So, uh, the bottom bottom line to me about this particular game. A little bad luck, a little unclinical in both 18-yard boxes, Yeah. and uh, there's stuff to clean up, but it's the first damn game. Yeah. We are in last place right now. On goal differential, we are the bottom of the table, which is something that has never been seen at Louisville City Football Club. Yeah. I will wager that we will not be there after the upcoming game. That was a good... 
It was good. That was clever. It was a way that I could uh, say that I how I feel the game might re. It that might was end. clever what you just did. Yeah, thanks, man. Clever. Thanks, man. Let's move on to the uh, to our game preview. <laughs> that was so good. Our game preview uh, would be uh, our upcoming match on Friday night at seven thirty, uh, or is it seven? God, seven. that's the sort of thing I should know. Yeah, it is. I mean, I should super know that. Uh, I know all the home game times. Yeah. But uh, all right. Away so, games are always those times are always weird. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. We'll be playing Friday. Atlanta two nighted. The official watch party for the night is at Hopcat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am aware. This is the, there's a little front office bias coming out here. I am aware mm-hmm. that there is another watch party being planned at uh, at an establishment in Saint Matthews. Uh, yeah, I'm aware that that exists. Mm-hmm. I expect that both will be well attended. Yes. So I'll say that I will be at Hopcat for the game. I'm looking forward to it. Partially because I love watching Loose City Soccer. Partially because Hopcat has really good mac and cheese. They do have great mac and cheese. And, a, and a, back room a little bit of halftime papa shot. Oh my gosh. A little halftime papa shot? I'm curious. I haven't been to a to a uh, a, a watch party at Hopcat. They had a couple there last year. They I understand. Did. And uh, apparently, some of those games uh, like packed the place. Yeah. Not just like the upstairs, not the downstairs, not the back room, not the front room. Packed. Yeah. Uh, I hope that that's the case on Friday night. I I'm I'm excited about it, and I'm also curious to see whether or not the game will be up on the uh, like the. The video game console TVs in the back room. If they'll put it up yeah, on that. Yeah, I would. Or if they leave that as a game I game think they'll game. They'll probably room. leave it as a game. Well, we're gonna find out. Uh, but I am excited. Um, Friday night in Atlanta. I like weeknight games. Not I, I, particularly Friday games because you get it out of the way, and then you've got your weekend. Yeah. Like, uh, I love planning my Saturday around a game and, oh, man, what time are we going to go and who's meeting up and who's meeting where. That's all good fun. But you do, that consumes my weekend. Yeah. This, on the other hand, it's like, oh, get to kick your weekend off with a bang. Yeah, I disagree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not with the... Uh, I love, and you know, like we've said before, our specific group of friends, like our Saturday revolves around Blue City Match. Sure. And I love that. Um, it's just exciting. Like, I, I just love the whole thing. The whole, like, getting up, knowing that we're going to play, eating enough to drink purple stuff on. Yeah. Going to the tailgate. Um, Getting, getting to our spots in time to, to secure our spots. Sure. Like, you like the ritual. The like whole, we were I love earlier. the ritual of it. The I routine. love the ritual. Yeah, I, love it. Um, I get that. I have enough to do to fill my Friday nights. Trust well, me. Well, let me say this then. I like away game Friday nights. Okay, yeah. I like I away that. game Friday nights. Yeah, I get that. Uh, Going to get off work and then... Hell, I'm just going to go straight over to Hopcat. When I get off work yeah. on Friday, I'm just, oh, all right, time for a game. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And then I imagine we'll, you know, play some ping pong, maybe uh, maybe uh, throw some darts, have our normal our normal post-game activities. Yeah. 
And then I can wake up whenever I want on Saturday yeah. and get to get to my weekend. My weekend. Yeah. So I'm excited about this game. Let's talk about the game. Okay. Uh, talked a little bit about who we expect might play and who might not play and all that jazz. Uh, Atlanta United 2 is the opponent mm-hmm. playing in Atlanta. Uh, a little misconceptions about this. They do not, as I've heard many people referencing, play at Mercedes-Benz where the senior team plays. They do not draw 76,000. I was in a meeting today wherein we were referencing some, uh, some attendance numbers and talking about what could be expected from different places. And I embarrassed myself when we were talking about Atlanta because I thought in my mind that the 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 two team drew like five to six thousand fans. It's not it's not that great. When you've got a senior team that commands seventy thousand, yeah, it sort of sucks the air out of uh, the attendance for the two team. Yeah, you could expect that. Yeah, uh, they they so it's unlikely that they'll have that many fans in the stands. Uh, they have already played one game. It was a home game against. Hartford Athletic, who is our next, next opponent, yeah. our home opener opponent. Yeah, they are a brand new team. Hartford is. Did they beat them? Uh, Atlanta United two one two to nothing. But I have not watched that game. Uh, I can say that ATL UTD two. Uh, I know it's so much. It's so much. Uh, they they won two nothing. Uh, they got a they got they did fine. I think that's the. That's the best way you can say. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I have a strong suspicion that this says more about uh, Hartford Athletic than it does about Atlanta. That's a guess. Yeah. Um, again, haven't watched the game. Uh, the two teams, it's always hard to care too much about who's playing for them because that might not be who's playing for them the next week. Yeah. Um, they do have a fellow whose last name is Pogba. Which to me, you know, suggests greatness. That's a fun name. To say. I'm pretty sure he's a left back, and I'm pretty sure his first name is Florentine. Florentine Pogba. Yeah, yeah. Pog. So, like, do you remember Pogs? Oh hell yeah, I remember Pogs. Oh. I, I collected slammers, man. That's some sick <laughs> slammers. Bring Pogs back. What's gonna? When? When's that happening? That's the that's the latest promotional material from Louisville City SC. Papaya, orange, guava. That's what Pog stood for. Because it was a juice in Hawaii. Pog. That, that annoys the hell out of me that you know that. Yeah, I just know that. is annoying. Yeah. But I'm saying that you all, and I'm saying this to you as a representative... Of the team? Of Louisville City. I'm going to put my employee hat on for 20 seconds. Yeah. Louisville City Pogs. Oh, okay. I'm taking my employee hat off. <laughs> that was a really dumb idea. <laughs> That's, uh, we, we have some interesting merch, um, and we're getting more interesting merch. Just bring it back. Uh, I, I will, I'll float that up the chain. I'm going to call Brad as soon as this is as over. As long as I don't have to. That's fine with me. <laughs> That's fine with me. Uh, it is, it's hard to gauge too much about a team. The one thing we can gauge is that Atlanta, like their senior team, who just won the championship, is a very good, very popular, very well-run organization. They play basically the same style, which is a very free-flowing, very attacking style. I think we're going to see a little more comfort on the ball for uh, Lou City in this game. Yeah. A little less bunker mentality, and uh, that's exciting to me. I think 
I think that this game has the potential to be high scoring. I think that this game has the potential to be back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta had like fifty-one. I mean, like fifty-nine percent possession in this game. Uh, 59-41, I think, was the numbers that I read. And uh, that, to me, suggests that they want the ball. And I always, always think Louisville City plays best when they're playing against a team that also wants the ball. Stylistically, it's fun to watch. Uh, Selfishly, we're good at it. Mm -hmm. And uh, just in general, I think, makes for good Louisville City games when the other team wants the ball. But... We don't know that for sure because I haven't watched Atlanta play, and it's also possible that Hartford was trying to bunker the hell out of that game and that Atlanta yeah. didn't want the ball, and they were like, come on, attack us. Yeah. And Hartford was like, no, you, you attack, attack us. us. And that's the thing that concerns me about bunkering mentality in soccer is one day there's going to be a game played between two teams that bunker, and the ball's just going to sit at midfield. It's going to sit at midfield for 90 minutes. And they're going to stare at each other with vitriol. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nuts. How? When was the last time you worked the word vitriol into a sentence? I really couldn't say. I, I, I you know, when it when it suits. This is why they pay the big bucks. This, this you have it. no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. I used it in an email just this morning. Now, I'm, I, I don't know the last time I used that word, but probably not any longer ago than, you know, I used the word like phosphorescent or, you know. Completely normal words that just might come up. Might? I don't know if normal is the word I would okay. use, but... Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, it's about... I feel like it's about balance. Like, to, to have a, any kind of entertaining soccer game, you have to have either two teams that are super, like you said, that want the ball, and so it comes kind of becomes a dog fight. Or if you're going to have a team that's going to bunker... The other team, the other team well. needs to attack, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, at this point in the season, game previews are <clears throat> mostly an exercise in not much. Yeah. 2-0 uh, for a two-team playing against an expansion team. I'm not sure how much we can draw from all that. Yeah. What we can draw from it is that they are ahead of us in the standings, and I would like for that to not be the case when this game is over. Um, I don't have any strong opinions about Atlanta United 2. And so, you know, the the game previews will get stronger as the year goes on mm-hmm. and we understand these teams better. And that that is one area where I love the balanced schedule. That we're going to see every team twice, once yeah. home, once away. I love that. And that means to me that, uh, you know, by the time we hit mid-June, early July... Mm-hmm. You'll have seen enough teams and been able to watch enough back games to, to have a real opinion about teams mm-hmm. and how they play at home, how they play at road, all that. Right now, I don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. Especially not, like I say, trying to, you know, glean information from a uh, from a two-team playing an expansion team in the yeah. home opener. So, we'll see. I feel good about it. I'm going to ask you for your prediction in a second, and so I'll say uh, my game notes will be that I strongly believe that this game has high-scoring potential. Mm -hmm. I will say strongly that I believe that Atlanta United 2 last year was a bottom dweller in our league, Mm -hmm. and I hope that they will be again. 
I expect that they'll be closer to middle of the pack this year yeah. as their system gets thicker. Like New York Red Bulls too is always towards the top, and it's mm-hmm. because it's a it's a tried and true system, mm-hmm. and it's a tried and true uh, organization. Atlanta United too has a great senior team, and I imagine that their two team will continue to improve mm-hmm. as the years go along, and they uh, benefit from the depth, uh, which I imagine will arrive in this game. I don't think I, in this year I don't think it will have arrived yet, and I feel confident that. Lou City will play a, a better game than we played last week. And I am optimistic that the scoreline will reflect that. That's what I have to say. God, that was so good. That was, that was good. That was clever. You, you, you leave that believing you know what I think that the score might be in that game. Yeah. But I haven't made any predictions. That was my goal. I want you good. to understand how I feel the game will go. Yeah. But not actually have to say so-and-so. No, that was perfect. Great. Andy? What's the score going to be? <laughs> uh, I bet we get 2 nothing. 2 nil. I bet we get 2 nothing. Okay. All right. And if for, you know, I feel like coming off of a 4-1 loss. Vengeance! Yeah. Honestly, and you know, I'm, no, I'm not like a, 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 a tactician or anything when it comes to soccer. Like, I don't one understand day, it. Like, one day, man. One day. But there is something to be said for like the universal feeling of redemption, right? Like, Absolutely. You to, like you know what I mean? Like that is a uh, a fundamental law of the universe. Yeah. Like yeah. you're down, and so you pick yourself back up. And I think we see our boys come out with just a vengeance. And part of me feels bad for Atlanta United. Yeah. Because they're going to be on the receiving end. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think we see just as many shots, but I think we see a lot more accuracy. All right, and uh, who you got? Who you got? Uh, who you got putting something on? Who, who you got putting one in the net? Who's gonna put one in the onion bag? I'm gonna do something a little weird. He's gonna do something a little weird. <laughs> I am not gonna go with my normal prediction. Okay, so no Oscar DePaco. No, I want it to happen so we can donate to. To these kids. Okay, so okay. you don't want to jinx it. Right. Understood. Right. Um, I think we see something from Ombi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just sheer run of play. I think we are, and thinking, you know, if this season is anything, I think this will be the season of Ombi. Man, I hope you're right. I really would love that. I think that he has the potential to be an MVP candidate in this league. And I would love to see him get some... Here's the thing. You can be the best player on the field for the entire season, and it maybe doesn't translate into goals and assists. Yeah. Uh, but you're not going to win MVP awards. Right. You're not going to win postseason Team of the Year awards if you don't put up the stats. Uh, you know, And part of it comes from watching the game... There was a point when Ombi had the ball, and it was like, and you were just reminded, like we say a lot, Ombi's so fast, Ombi's so agile, but like, that was the first, that was the first time we got to see it on a grand Ooh, scale. I remember like, the player time. He is so fast! He did, he took the ball, basically from midfield out on the left yeah. wing, and just decided, you know what, I'm going to get to the 18-yard box right now. Yeah. Made one step and was gone. Yeah. Gone. And just guys chasing him. One 
one too strong touch at the end, or maybe he turns that into a uh, golazo. So. Yeah. Um, so I think we get something from Omi on just sheer run, on, like, the same type of play. Like, okay. I think it'll look very similar. I would love that. That would be phenomenally fun to watch. Um, and I don't know who the other one comes from. You don't know who the other one comes from? I don't. I think it comes from a corner. Okay. Maybe pinging around in there and somebody yeah, finishes it. I think somebody, I think we put like, it into the meat like grinder. The, like the Luke goal from the championship game last yeah, year. Yeah. There it's like, oh man, the ball fell perfectly. Somebody made a save. Somebody dove in front of it. We just kept hammering away at it. Yeah. I love Which that. is why I hate the short corner. Yeah. That's why I hate it. You can't get it from the short corner. No. Doesn't happen. You can have creative, clever plays from the short corner. But I think that sometimes you overthink yourself on that. Yeah. I think sometimes it's like, just whip that thing in there and let Luke, Alexi, Paco, Lucky, your big, burly, strong dudes go up and pound yeah. one home. Personally. Personally. All right. So you got 2 nothing. Yeah. I, I, would, I would not be sad if that's what happened. No. So. All right. That's our game review and our game preview. Let's move on to a little purple stuff. Okay. You got a glass? I do. Cheers. Sir. Mm. Tastes like uh, charred oak barrel. What kind of oak? I'm going to say white. Yeah, I agree. American white oak. I get that too. Yeah, are you picking that up? I get that too. I feel like there may have been some corn in the purple mash bill. Yeah. Uh, just a hunch from what we're uh, sipping on tonight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, purple stuff. News and notes from around the league. There are a billion pieces of news and notes from the league in general. Uh, so, Speaking of Sonny. Yeah, so uh, our boy Sonny Johnny got a call up to the uh, Lesotho national team. Yeah. We also had two others called up to their national teams, and that would be one Mr. Sean Francis and one Mr. Speedy Williams, both called back to the reggae boys for Jamaica. And so we've got uh, three internationals playing for the squad. Uh, they will be missing, I believe it's next week. I think it's next week they're gone. So for the home opener, unfortunately, we, we will likely be lacking in those three uh, very talented players who rightly earned call-ups to their national teams. Uh, we will be wishing them well, assuming they are not playing against the United States in that time frame. Which I don't believe they are. So uh, that's that's interesting. Um, we uh, s this is the team news. The video is out. The commercial really? that we filmed is out. Am I in it? You are uh, uh, honestly. Here's the thing about the video. Okay. It is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's. Wonderful, like it makes me want to run through a brick wall and then score four goals. Yeah. It's phenomenal. There is not a lot of personal detail no. to it. It's it's a lot of quick jump cuts. Uh, it's a lot of. I mean, it's it's amped up, and so there's not a lot of focus on individuals. Right. It's mostly the groups group setting and the vibe of a Lucidity game more than it is any one fan. As it should be. With that being said. One of the only fans that has any FaceTime for more than a half a second Don't say Jared. is Jared Ingram. Jared, waving a flag proudly, gets more than a half of a second 
of uh, FaceTime. So, of all of the faces that we could focus on, Jared. Jared's ugly mug is uh, featured in that commercial. Jared is who we have to look at. Yeah. Um, you can find that commercial if you use one of the streaming services right now. That's the main place that it is. So if if you are a, uh, and I don't mean like Netflix, because obviously you don't see a lot of ads on Netflix. No. I'm talking if you use uh, a Slingbox. It's one of the frequent commercials for Slingboxes. If you use DirecTV Now or like Spectrum TV app, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, then that's it. You, you'll find it in there. Is it on YouTube? It, uh, it's not yet. It okay. will likely be used for YouTube ads. It will likely be used for uh, local television ads in the near future. And uh, my understanding is that we may be releasing it on social media just so people can enjoy it, yeah. not as an advertisement, but as a uh, as a hype video itself. So that's cool. I was really thrilled to see that, and it looks it looks like fire, man. It's outstanding. Um, other news from the team, we have, uh, anything? You have anything? Mm -hmm. I have a hard time at this point, and this is not intended to be self-promotional, it's just the truth. I now have a hard time being able to remember stuff that we have announced and stuff that we have not. And so, I'm, uh, I'm yeah. going back through stuff in my mind that we could maybe talk about and could maybe not talk about. Um... And I don't have a lot that I can differentiate on in that in that regard. Um, there I was even some, I even looked at like I even scrolled through the website. Yeah, it's for a while, honestly it's light news right now. Everything is focused game, game, game. Yeah, and so uh, a lot of information about the games, but not a lot of information about you know other happenings. Uh, I am uh, consistently still excited about the stadium. And so when you talk news, every time I drive by it, the stadium is news. They're like it gets chunks cooler of it and up. cooler. Yeah, there's steel. Yeah. Rising from concrete. Yeah, and my understanding is that we'll see more and more of that in the days to come. You know, here this is what. Let's go back. What what are we? We said you were on forty seven. Yeah, forty seventh episode. Let's go back fifteen episodes. Okay. Thirty two. Okay. I did that math in my head. Good job. Episode 32. At uh -huh. some point, I am reasonably sure that we talked about the stadium in episode 32. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And in on more than one occasion, in talking about the stadium, we said, it's gonna be, how cool is it going to be when we're driving by it and you start seeing stuff go up? Because for a long time, it was like groundwork, it was yeah. foundation work, and we said, what's going to be really exciting is when we see actual structure going up. Yeah. And fast forward to now. Yeah. We're there. Yeah. Structure is going up, and it is just as, if not more exciting, than we said it would be. Oh, completely. I mean, I drive by, because I mean, for my job, I drive all over the place, right? I probably drive by the stadium at least four times a week. And every time I drive by it, I almost get in a wreck because I can't help but, like, you know, do the, the little rubber decking. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Because it is that exciting. Yeah. Uh, I feel confident that in the coming weeks, you and I will do a podcast from the site. That would be awesome. Uh, 
and that we will uh, have someone who knows what they're talking about as a guest for that uh, for that particular uh, okay. podcast, and that will be exciting for us. Yeah. But beyond that, the stadium. I, I got to watch the newest rendering of the VR tour of the stadium, mm-hmm. and it's. I, I would have taken this job just to have gotten to do that. Yeah. Just to see that. It gets me so fired up how cool this stadium is going to be. Yeah. The thing that you have to really appreciate about this is that we're not talking about a billion dollar stadium like Mercedes Benz in Atlanta. Right, right. We're also not talking about like an $8 million stadium like Trinity could put up. Right. You know, if they did tons of fundraising and really wanted to make a great soccer facility. You're talking about a $65 million stadium, and it looks like there are all $65 million in it. It is super cool. And there are still enough little touches that are going to be able to be added or subtracted or tweaked that... I, I hear rumors and questions every day, like, hey, could we do this? And then people will just be like, yeah, man, look into it. And because there's still cool possibilities of right. things that you can add. The foundation, the architecture, what the stadium is gonna the stadium is gonna look like, mm-hmm. that's settled. That's that is what it is. But the little touches, like what's gonna be in the main atrium? Like where are the you know, what are the art installations gonna be? What are the fan activities going to be? Like, yeah. what, that stuff is all still really negotiable. And that is crazy exciting. So if you're a person who has, like, $80,000 and wants to see something really cool in the stadium, then you could just call Brad and be like, hey, I've got $80,000 and this cool idea for what could go in the stadium. And then you just do it. Do you have $80,000? I don't. I don't. But I'm saying that all of the ideas I hear are cool. All the things they're discussing are cool, and I can't wait to hear fan reactions when they start trickling out, as they will. Uh, I think that the tour itself is going to start becoming not widely available, but I think more widely available. And uh, that when people see it, man, because this is the thing I'm doing in my meetings right now more than anything else. Every meeting I go to, I'm like, you cannot oversell the stadium. You can't oversell the stadium. That right now, the hardcore fans will consume anything you will give them about the stadium. If it's about what it's going to look like, about what it's going to be called, about what part, what kind of beer you're going to serve. If it's, you know, is there going to be, you know, a, if you tell them what size the TVs and the concourse are. Mm-hmm. People will get excited about all of that. And you will never have this chance again. For all hopes, this stadium will be our stadium for our lifetime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We won't ever get to see them building a stadium again. Yeah, they'll probably do the expansion in like eight years, and that'll be interesting, and they'll probably do another expansion in like 15 yeah. years, and that's fine and cool too. But the actual, the, like, building it from the ground right. up. And I'm not comparing our stadium to Anfield in Liverpool. I'm not comparing it to Camp Nou in Barcelona. I'm not. What I am saying is, that it's our stadium and it's being built now and it's possible that your great-grandchildren will go to games there and that it will be historic by the time they're doing so and that right now 
we're getting to watch it go up. You cannot oversell that. And I stress that in as many meetings as I can. I was in a meeting the other day, and we were just talking about sponsorship fulfillment for uh, field board signs. Mm -hmm. And for no reason at all, I just started screaming, you can't oversell the stadium! And everybody in the meeting was like, that's not what this meeting is about. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care. This is what we're talking about now. And the people in the meeting were really upset with me. But then they just wanted to talk about the stadium. Yeah. You can't. And so, uh, and I'm not overselling it now when I tell you that every detail that I am seeing coming out about it gets me so excited as a fan. When is it, like, do you have any idea of when it, like, when is it done? Right now, within, like, a two-week margin of error. Woof! Yeah, no, I don't have it. I definitely don't have that. A month margin of error. I know that it needs to be... Available for soccer games March of 2020. Like, that's what I know. Okay. And that we have promises from our fantastic construction team that it will be. So, March of 2020, that's my two-week span. But I'll tell you that my understanding, which is novice level, but expectation also, is that it'll basically look from the outside driving by like, hey, that's a stadium in, like, late August. Like, that it'll just look like a stadium. I mean, there'll be finishing touches and, obviously, the interior. And, man, there's so many little details that go into a stadium that I don't care about at all but are crazy important. Right. But, and shout-out to Rusty Fazio, our uh, our uh, dear friend Lana's uh, brother, but also one of the guys who's working crazy hard all the time to make sure that the infrastructure stuff is mm-hmm. right for the stadium and that little pieces of the amenities are right. Mm-hmm. Like, stuff that's... Sounds boring as hell but to me when he starts talking about them. Completely necessary. But you gotta have them. Because yeah. I'm like, wouldn't it be awesome if we had Muhammad Ali's casket? And they're like, no, that wouldn't be awesome. But here's how here's how many, you know, water fountains you need. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Uh, it's a different level of uh, kind of stuff. And I don't actually want Muhammad Ali's casket. I realize no. after I said it, that'd be terrible. Like... That'd be the worst. That'd be such work. People would walk into the stadium like, this is so cool. What Why is are that? they doing this? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Fire Evan immediately. Uh, no, it's... I feel like we've we've easily transitioned here into banter, and I'm completely comfortable with that, because I will... I have no problem bantering about the stadium every episode until we are in the stadium. Yeah. Because it's just... The level of history that a soccer stadium can contain for a team is unbelievably special. And we're building something that I think is going to make fans proud of it. I also think that, you know, when they built the Yum Center, it added to the skyline, right? And so sure. every time we build it, like, it, this is adding to... Downtown. Downtown. We are in the middle of... The rise of Louisville. Like, yeah. On a grand scale, it started like five to seven years ago. And, you know, if you've lived here, you know, you, you like you've just been watching it build. And I think this is one of the things that is integral to it. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I think that if you've been like really paying attention, you've seen how 
niceness in the city has sort of expanded out. Yeah. And you can call it gentrification if you really want to. You can call it... You can. You, you, we can get into a conversation about the socioeconomic geopolitics of it all. And that's for smarter people than me. Right. I'm just talking about places that I want to go in Louisville yeah. has changed since I've lived here in seven years. So... Germantown, when we lived there, when we first moved in, was on the rise but had not yet risen. Right. And now Germantown's an awesome place to go. Like, there are parts of Germantown that are just awesome when you're walking down docks, yes. you know? Uh, and Nulu. Oh, man. When you, Market Street, when you got past, like, Floyd, used to be, you know, not bad, but not somewhere, not a destination. No. And now it's just like a part of the downtown. Yeah. Like you just accept it that that's that's another place to go. Yeah. And Butchertown is becoming that right now. Yeah. Like you're getting to see, you know, some of the businesses go in Butchertown Social, Butchertown Pizza Hall, Copper and Kings yeah. Play. Some really cool stuff that is like emerging over there and the stadium is going to fit into that like, you know, water into a glass, man. Yeah. It's going oh, to be amazing. Ah. I think that they picked the exact perfect spot for yeah. it. And the excitement level that I have about it is through the roof. Yeah. Through the roof. Plus, soccer. You know. Soccer, so, yeah. yeah, there'll be soccer there. Yeah. And there's been some conversation this week in an article that went out in Insider Louisville about uh, what else the stadium might be used for. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll say, I, I don't think that it takes a... a, a financial genius to to come up with the idea that there'll be 17 home games a year plus if you're lucky three or four US Open Cup game US Open Cup matches yeah. and two or three playoff games yeah you're talking maybe 25 nights of Louisville City Football Club soccer games that leaves you 340 nights yeah. a year where it's just a big cool building so you're going to have to find other stuff to use it for and they'll have it for event space and for office meeting space, and there'll be stuff there. But, I mean, you know, you hope that they use it for awesome stuff all the time. I hope that, you know, it, I'd love to see it become a part of Forecastle. I mean, God, it's literally awesome. across the street from Forecastle. I used to park right along where, where it is, is yeah. to walk to the to the main, to the Great Lawn. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see it be part of Forecastle and Waterfront Wednesdays. I'd love to see it just, like, sort of take up. Think about, you know... Uh, Abbey, Abbey Road by the river. Yeah. Think about all the festivals that go on down there, right there, that you could just incorporate it into. Or have their own concerts. In in the city of Louisville, we just just had the we- Weezer and the Pixies and Metallica play on back-to-back nights. Yeah. you telling me that in the summertime, an open-air concert venue like that couldn't be freaking amazing? Yeah. Uh, Do you think they'll let us camp there? I don't. Aww. But here's the thing you can't overjudge is it'll be long. It'll belong to Louisville City. With Slugger, we've always been really limited on what you can do outside of game day, outside of game time. Those limitations will go away a little bit. Now, groundskeepers, I don't care if they're at Slugger Field or at the new stadium or Augusta National Golf Club, groundskeepers just don't want people on the grass. Like, just get off my grass. You're going to kill my grass. Well, they get angry that people play sports on their grass. Yeah. They're like, if you guys would just not play soccer, it would look way better for the soccer. So, 
you know, groundskeepers are always going to feel that way. But, I mean, in my mind, I remember at Bush Stadium when I was a kid in St. Louis that we had a night where it was, you got to camp out at Bush Stadium with your dad. Yeah. Or whoever. But, I mean, I remember going to Bush Stadium with my father and yeah. sleeping at Bush Stadium under the stars, playing catch until it was time to go to bed, eating hot dogs, and then going to sleep. Yeah. And it was the coolest thing of all time. I slept right where Willie McGee used to catch fly balls. Yeah. That was awesome. I hope they do cool shit like that. I hope. And, you know, I, I don't have any actual sway, but I'll mention it in uh, the places where I'm at. That do do cool stuff. Yeah. Offer fun things. Uh, let's wrap this up. The soccer will be better. We are not going to lose 4-1 to one very often. No. I won't say never. We're going to have games like that. It sucks it was the first game of the year. It takes a little bit of the wind out of the sails. But it's it's a good soccer team. It's going to be a good soccer team. Maybe if there's right any there. team that is used to dealing with adversity, it's us. Mm-hmm. Anytime something like this happens, I think back to the middle of last season. Oof. It's like, if we can get through that, yeah. holy crap. Yeah. The day they broke ground on the stadium, the next day James O'Connor left. Yeah. That'll always stick with me. Yeah. That that was the order of operations there. Uh, and I have complete and utter confidence that this team is going to be good in the long run in this season. I'm not where I was after the Toronto game, where I immediately predicted that we would win a championship. I'm right. not there. I'm not like, right. we're 0-1, we lost 4-1. Don't worry, we're winning a championship. I'm not predicting that. I am confidently stating this team will be very good. Everybody who, you know, you can't get too high or too low with the with the swings and the misses here. Right. So, let's let's let the cake bake a little bit and uh, then we'll eat it in a couple of weeks and we'll have a better opinion about whether or not it's chocolate or vanilla cuz right now I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I just feel confident that by the end of the year it'll be tasty. I dragged that cake analogy on a minute. That was the longest cake analogy literally I've ever heard. In my I life. had it and I ate it too. Oh god. Oh uh, yeah, I brought it. I brought the big guns. Uh, I think I think that really covers everything I wanted to cover. Andy, you got anything uh, no, left on man. your agenda? I'm pumped about the season. You gonna be at Hopcat on Friday night? No, I will not. Well, that's dumb. What do you got going on? I'm making dinner. I gotta say, I was expecting something more. No, I was just expecting something more. No, uh, I'm making dinner for... for I, I love prime rib. Me too, but you can have prime rib on Thursday or on Saturday. Or on Thursday and Saturday. I know. Yeah. He doesn't seem swayed. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not I'll be watching the game from here, and uh-huh. it will probably be the worst prime rib I'll ever make in my life because I'm sure that I will be yelling at the screen in some capacity. Well, now my feelings are hurt. I'm sorry. I don't think you are. I am. All right. Well, I hope that I'll see many of you out at Hopcat, but more than anything, I hope that I see a lot of you at Slugger Field in like a week and three days. Yeah. Or like 10 days out from the home opener. Nine days. Nine days out from the home opener. Yeah. Saturday, March 23rd, Hartford Athletic. Be there. It's going to be a lot of fun at Slugger Field. God, I can't wait. Our final home opener at Slugger Field. It is. It's our last home opener. That's our last home opener at Slugger Field. Our next home opener may be way more awesome. 
Yeah. The last home opener in Slugger. Yeah. That's crazy. It's been a good run. We've been a very good team. Yeah. I mean, Slugger Street is good. I mean, they've treated us like garbage, but the results have been the good. The results of it. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Again, my opinion, not the not opinion <laughs> of the club. That was, that was my fault. Um, all right. Let's, 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 seriously, let's finish this. I'm sort of trailing off here, but yeah. uh, I'm really excited about the game. I hope everybody uh, gets out to Hopcat on Friday night. And then I hope you all come out to Sluggerfield on Saturday. Uh, a lot of cool merch about to come out. A lot of cool... Uh, not Pogs, apparently. Probably not Pogs. Uh, one final question. What did you think about the white and gold jersey? I like it. Yeah, I thought the white and gold jerseys were fire. Sure, yeah. I thought that they looked great. And I liked it with the white shorts, which I wasn't sure that I would. I'm not always a fan of the white shorts. Yeah, I thought it no, just they looked, looked clean. Good. They looked good. All right. Uh, let's finish this thing with the only way we know how to finish a podcast, and that's by saying, uh, Go, Go City! city.